Carolina's AGC's BuilderCast is proud to bring you part one of a two-part discussion with Pat Rogers of Rogers. On Thursday, March 11th, we spoke with Pat about how she landed in the industry, the open nature and willingness of the industry to help her grow and build knowledge, her eagerness to keep on learning and building a career in construction, and eventually running what is a very large, successful construction firm that takes building beautiful facilities as seriously as it does giving back to our communities. So we hope you'll sit back and get to know Pat Rogers in Episode 3, Part 1 of 2 in our Women in Construction series. You know, all industries and organizations are seeking people who are creative, talented, and hardworking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think everyone's best suited for the job that they have a passion for, no matter what it is. And I think construction, for me anyways, is a, is a very easy industry to have a passion for because you can see what you've done, what you've built. I tell our folks all the time, we really are the builders of America. And there's a great deal of pride in that. Welcome back. We continue our Women in Construction series by having wonderful conversations with women who are dedicated leaders, drivers of change, and powerhouses in our industry. I'm Sharon Walters, producer of today's BuilderCast, and I have the distinct pleasure of working on this series with Betsy Bailey, our North Carolina Government Relations Director and podcast host. And I'll hand it over to you, Betsy, to introduce Pat to our listeners and take it from here. Hi, Sharon. Thank you. Uh, Glad to be here again as well and excited to be part of this uh, series on women in construction. And you said it absolutely right. We have a powerhouse here with us today. Um, I am so excited to be talking to to the guests that we have on today um, to honor women in construction. You know, I don't think uh, we, you know, people oftentimes think of, of many women being in construction. Um, you know, I think right now about 10% of the industry um, are women. And we certainly want to see that change because uh, women have so much to contribute to this industry. And I think they have, you know, we have inherent characteristics and qualities that that make us just perfect for some of the jobs in construction, many of the jobs in construction. And, um, you know, it's also a great discussion point now to talk about this at a time when we really are uh, looking for more workers in construction. We have a workforce shortage and uh, we certainly need to uh, be looking towards women who make up, what, 51% of our population. Uh, to help us fill that gap. So I am, again, excited, excited to uh, have the guests we have on today and um, and just really welcome her uh, to our broadcast today. We have Pat Rogers uh, with Rogers, uh, a construction management firm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Pat, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be with you today. Thank you. 
uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of out of your busy schedule to be with us. Uh, Pat is the president and CEO of Rogers, again in Charlotte. And um, I asked uh, Pat to send us her her bio, and uh, there is there is a lot there. Um, uh, she has, as I said, she is a powerhouse and so well known in the industry um, and in the community. So. She has held many, many leadership roles on boards and foundations throughout um, the Carolinas, particularly in Charlotte. And so I'm going to uh, list some of those that she's currently involved in and also some of those that she's been involved in in the past and some of the honors that she's received. And like I said, there are so many. Um, Pat is currently chair of the board of the Charlotte uh, Center City Partners. Uh, she also serves on boards of the Charlotte Executive Leadership Council, Davidson College, uh, Charlotte Merchants Foundation. Um, in terms of construction involvement, the construction industry and roundtable. An another uh, noteworthy community involvement that she has right now is the uh, serving on the executive board of the Architecture Construction Engineering Mentor Program of America. So that's just what she's involved in currently, and I didn't read it all. Um, she has also been the uh, past chair of Carolina's Associated General Contractors, and I think we settled on uh, that that was sometimes in the, sometime in the 80s, maybe the late 80s, uh, and she was also the uh, first and only uh, female uh, board chair of Carolina's AGC. Um, also, some other past boards and foundations that she served on uh, include the Charlotte Chamber of Commerce. Uh, she was also a past member of the governing board of directors of the Foundation for the Carolinas and a past president of Central Piedmont Community College Foundation. Uh, Pat has all, already uh, won many, many honors, been recognized uh, many, many times. And one of the highest honors uh, I've believe that she was awarded, and maybe she'll talk about that a little bit more today, is uh, with the Order of the Longleaf Pine. This is one of the highest civilian awards in the state of North Carolina, and she received that from Governor Beverly Perdue. She's also been featured in many prominent publications like the Mecklenburg Times is the most influential woman of the year. Um, she's received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Charlotte Business Journal. Distinguished Service Awards from UNC Charlotte, Business Person of the Year by the Charlotte Business Journal. Again, I could go on and on because there is so much there to uh, recognize Pat for. And then finally, I'll just mention that um, she was honored by Queen's University of Charlotte with the degree of Doctor of Humane Letters and by Johnson and Wales University with the Honorary Doctorate of Business Administration. She attended Central Piedmont Community College and Queen's University of Charlotte. So, wow, Pat, um, I, I am blown away by this, you know, all of your accomplishments, and we're just delighted and honored to have you here, and, you know, thank you for being with us and, and um, allowing us to hear your story today about um, your journey through the uh, construction industry. So, um, let's get started. <laughs> Of course, everyone in Charlotte and in the Carolinas uh, and certainly within the AGC uh, membership knows uh, Rogers and certainly knows Pat Rogers, your signature 
projects are all over the Charlotte landscape um, and throughout the Carolinas. Uh, did you actually grow up in Charlotte? No, I didn't. Uh, my family traveled a lot. And we lived in several states and spent uh, several years in Europe. But the Carolinas yeah. has been my home for a long time, and I love it. And I can't imagine living anywhere else. So what, what part of Europe were you in? Uh, we lived in France. Wow. So do you speak French? Not anymore. You know, <laughs> when you, you don't use it, it's like anything else, you lose it. You don't lose it, you use it. Yeah, it's a language I've always wanted to, to learn myself. Um, so when you were growing up, did you ever think you would uh, land in the construction industry? No, never crossed my mind. <laughs> uh, and I moved to Charlotte and I needed a job. And through a temporary employment agency, I found a two-day part-time job as a receptionist at a very small construction uh, company uh, near my home. Hmm. So I took it, never expecting it to be more than a two-day position. At the end of my second day, they asked me if I would stay, and I really did need a job. So I thought to myself, well, I'll stay while I continue to look around for something better. Mm-hmm. But what happened is it was such a small company that there were lots of opportunities to jump in and help wherever help was needed and to learn a lot about the business. I remember my first opportunity was uh, our bookkeeper unfortunately fell and broke her arm. And mm-hmm. so they came to me and said, do you think you could help us keep the books for a while? And while I was terrified to say yes, at the same time, I was excited about a new opportunity. So I said yes. And because I believe it was a small company, there were lots of instances like that being asked to help uh, bid a project on bid day. And so slowly, I began to recognize that, that the business had a lot of opportunities. It just happened to be a construction company. Um, So I got involved at every level of the organization I was asked to be involved in. Uh, I went to the local community college, Central Piedmont Community College, and took classes on how how to read plans and took every opportunity I was given to learn as much as I could about the construction industry. And one of the things I remember that even though it was a small company, a lot of our projects at that time were small projects in rural parts of North and South Carolina. And the only way they really were efficiently accessed was by a small plane so our our we had several folks who were pilots and so they decided we were such a small company they decided to offer the other three men our president and our vice president both had taken flying lessons and flew one had learned how to do it i think in the service anyway they asked every other man in the office uh, do you want to take flying lessons and they all jumped at the chance and said yes And one day, uh, one of the men in our office said to me, why don't you ask if you can take flying lessons? I think he said it as a joke. (laughs) And I thought, well, I think I will. And so I asked if I could take flying lessons and they said yes. And so I started taking flying lessons the next week. So I think the benefits of starting uh, with a small organization at that time anyway, were very beneficial to me. Wow, that's a great story. So what do you love most about the construction industry? I think it's an industry that is uh, open for opportunities. 
you know, most contractors started in a very entrepreneurial way. It's the way we started. Uh, Biddy Rogers founded this company in 1963 with $5,000 borrowed on a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. And he had a pickup truck and one superintendent when he started and uh, slowly grew the business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way early on most construction companies began and probably still that way today. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of opportunity to learn the essence of the business. Exactly. So how large was the company when, when you went there as a part-time receptionist? Doing uh, probably about $500,000 a year. Okay. okay. Very small. Right. So, and how many women were that? You said the bookkeeper, I know, broke her arm. Right. Um, but were there other women in the company at that time? Uh, there was a part-time uh, lady who came in and did the payroll mm-hmm. two days a week. And our bookkeeper and me. Wow. But it sounds like they were pretty open to, you know, letting you learn and, and move up in the company. You know, they were. And so were a lot of our clients. You know, I think everybody we worked with was passionate about the business. Uh, They were very proud of what they did. The architectural engineering firms that I worked with were willing to to help me and teach me what I didn't know. Uh, Oh, great deal of uh, gratitude to a lot of the subcontractors that I worked with. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can remember uh, one particular company. uh, I had to check a hardware schedule. This is really getting into the weeds, but and. I didn't really know how to do that. And someone sat down and helped me. Mm. Someone helped me learn how to, to, to check shop drawings, helped me learn how to, to go out into the field and what to look for. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a really open, and I believe it's still the same today. Uh, you know, hard work is hard work and people recognize that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when people see that someone's willing to learn, willing to work hard, that they uh, are willing to figure out how to, how to build a better business and a better community, people are willing to help them. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I had a tremendous amount of opportunity and a tremendous amount of help. Well, I know talking to um, a lot of our members, you know, when we talk about re- recruiting people into the construction industry, uh, male or female, uh, you know, we talk about, well, what kind of training do they need? What kind of um, education do they need? And what I always hear from them is that, you know, we, as long as they have the right attitude, we'll train them and we'll teach them. Um, so there is that willingness, I think, in construction, uh, particularly to, you know, to, to help people grow and learn. Right. And another thing that's happened, I think, in our industry, you know, technology came very slow to our industry, but it came and it came uh, at a wonderful time. Uh, and it has attracted uh, younger people to our industry now. I think it was an industry, it's an old industry, obviously, uh, with little or no technology for a long time, but that's not the case now. Uh, we have virtual design and construction. We have excuse me, we have uh, uh, a way that we're doing construction now off site. 
Uh, we're partnering with, with other industries to learn how to do things better and safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing uh, an awful lot of prefabrication offsite. That has also helped attract younger people to the industry in a way it hasn't before. Mm-hmm. So there are more opportunities. Uh, the technology allows for more creativity and for us to deliver projects more safely and more efficiently, more cost-effectively. So it's an exciting time to be in the industry because it really, we really have turned uh, a new chapter and are starting a new chapter in how uh, buildings are built, projects are put in place. It's exciting. It's exciting to see it. You know, it is, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I'm happy to, to see, um, to hear you say uh, that the technology is attracting young people. I think we, we in the industry probably uh, need to do a better job of, of changing that image so that we are attracting, um, you know, younger folks into the, mm-hmm. into the in- industry. Um, because I think there is, I don't know, there's a mindset perhaps out there about, like you said, you know, construction, um, you know, just being kind of behind the times. And we do need to try to change that. I think it's changing. I think it has changed. In the last 10 years, I think it's changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the industry is wide open with a lot of great opportunities for, for everyone. I know that there's so many projects and things that you have done, your company has done that, that you're proud of. Um, and I know that that includes um, your family. Uh, you do uh, run a family business. And do you have uh, members of your family that currently work at Rogers? We do. You know, we don't see ourselves as a family business. Mm-hmm. Uh, our leadership, we have three grandchildren uh, in the business. But our business is really run by a strong senior management team that's been with us uh, for a long period of time. And uh, there are younger people joining that management group. And they really are, they are the people who run the business. Mm-hmm. What are some of the, the challenges, I guess, that, that you deal with with a, you know, a company that is as large as yours right now? Uh, well, it depends upon what day you ask that question. <laughs> some days, well, maybe just some, today. <laughs> some days uh, it's more challenging than others. Uh, you know, it's like any business. Uh, running a business is not for the faint of heart. Uh, and you do have to have that passion for it. You have to really care about it. Uh, years ago, I read a book uh, that uh, Paul Hawken, Smith and Hawken, uh, wrote. And one of the things I remember reading that book 30 years ago, probably, was that if the only reason you go into business is to make money, you probably won't. So I think you have to care passionately about what you do and you have to give back. It's really important to all of us at Rogers that we give back, whether it's our time, our talents, uh, our our financial support, uh, that we give back to the industry and we give back to the communities where all of our people live and work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's really important. Business has to support their communities. And, and I think as an industry, uh, the construction industry does that very well, really well. We might not uh, 
you know, take as much credit for, but we do it sometimes quietly, but with a great deal of strength and a great deal of conviction. That wraps up part one of this episode. Tune in next week for part two, where we dig into the importance of community involvement, how critical diversity and inclusion is to the industry, and the experience of past and present being a woman in our industry. Don't miss any episode of BuilderCast. Again, you can subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, if you aren't already a member of Carolina's AGC, we'd love to welcome you to the family. You can find out more at www.cagc forward slash YCAGC. Y'all stay safe and we'll see you next week.